are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? Always wonderful. And might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles, to my photos, and my graphic design. For today's show, you're going to hear the part two of yesterday's crossover. It's going to be Ryan Latica grilling me today. We're going to be talking about the D-backs offseason, Mass and Bumgarner, which young players am I keeping my eye on. We give our predictions for how we think the NL West is going to shake up. So we're going to be talking a whole bunch of D-backs on today's pod. But first, don't forget to go to rockauto.com where they have amazing selection. The prices are always reliably low. And it's the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So go to rockauto.com and please go check them out. Now let's get into that conversation between hosts of Lockdown Rockies, Ryan Latica and I. So really kind of, I, I just kind of wanted to start off by asking you, how are you feeling overall about the uh, the Diamondbacks offseason? Are you satisfied with, uh, with what the D-backs did? Uh, I mean, it was a pretty bland offseason, like most teams. I mean, as a Colorado Colorado Rockies fan, you probably feel the same way. I mean, they made a couple interesting signings with Tyler Clippard and Joaquin Soria, who is uh, might be enrolled to be their closer in 2021. They also signed a Drupal Cabrera, but they didn't really make any major splashes. Like a lot of teams this offseason, the pandemic, you know, hit them hard financially. And they're a small market team, so they're not going to try to spend money. Madison Bumgarner, I think, is the only guy on this roster making double-digit figures. So they they don't spend money at all. And after that Madison Bumgarner signing, I don't know if they're more inclined to spend money because that signing hasn't worked out for them so far. So right now, their offseason, it wasn't too tantalizing. Nothing really went on. But at least they got a couple good relievers they could throw in the back end of their bullpen. And at least they got a guy in Cabrera who could uh, play all around the field because it looks like Ketel Marte might be playing more center field in 2021. Absolutely. And I will ask you a little bit about Madison Bumgarner in a second. But, uh, you know, yeah, like like you mentioned, some of the key offseason moves by the Diamondbacks, you know, they brought back Tyler Clippard for his second stint in the desert. They they brought as Dribble Cabrera. They they uh, they signed him to a contract this offseason. Uh, Joaquin Soria and, you know, guys like Chris Davinsky as well. Who do you who do you think is the most impactful move out of that group? Uh, probably Joaquin Soria. I did see a ESPN, David Schoenfield. He was talking about how Chris Davinsky, you know, could be the most interesting guy out of all of them because he was an all-star back in 2017. Maybe he could kind of rejuvenate his career a little bit, but I'm going to say Joaquin Soria just because it looks like uh, talking to Zach Buchanan of The Athletic the other day, he believes Joaquin Soria has an inside track to being the closer, even though they might be saying, you know, Stefan Crichton. He says if you, if you uh, read the tea leaves, he believes Joaquin Soria is going to be the closer for this team in 2021. And I'm okay with that. He's probably got the most closer experience. Tyler Clippard's right there as well. But Joaquin Soria was still pretty good last year for the A's, was still closed in a few games, had a couple saves last year, but 282 ERA, really effective for the A's 
minutes last year. So even though he's, you know, 36, 37 years old, he's still a pretty effective pitcher. And he's probably going to be the closer for the D-backs in 2021. So because of that, I think he has to be the most important signing that the D-backs had this offseason. Yeah, and moving on to, um, as Dribble Cabrera, you know, he's obviously a major league veteran uh, of over 10 years at this point, um, but he's still proven that he can be, you know, maybe maybe not above average anymore offensively, but kind of around hanging around league average um, offensively, certainly not the worst hitter on any team. Um, and, you know, he does have that benefit of, you know, really kind of being able to play all around the infield. Um, do you believe that he'll have a set spot to start this year, or do you think that it'll be more of a utility and uh, an off-the-bench type? Yeah, it'd be probably more of a super utility guy just because Ketel Marte, his situation is going to be very fluid. As I said before, if Ketel Marte is in center field, you might put Cabrera at third base, put Eduardo Escobar at second. And you can always do the opposite, too. I think Cabrera could play a little second base, too. Cabrera, I think, has even played a little first base in the past as well. So you can pretty much put Cabrera at any infield spot that you want, maybe even shortstop when Nick Ahmed is out. So I think Cabrera is going to be a true super utility guy. We're going to see Ketel Marte, as I keep saying, a lot in center field. So Cabrera is going to need to play the left side of the infield probably a good amount for this D-backs team in 2021 and they still got some other guys like a Josh Rojas too who might come in for some utility spot starts as well but I think Cabrera will probably be the first guy off the bench but you never know spring training is a is a great way for guys to showcase their ability and Josh Rojas in yesterday's spring training game had two home runs at Goodyear so you never know maybe he makes a case to you know push Cabrera for uh, some playing time in 2021. Absolutely. And, and now talking a little bit about Madison Bumgarner, obviously a huge signing a couple uh, a couple years ago uh, during the offseason with the Diamondbacks last year was pretty awful for Madison Bumgarner, not to, you know, try not to beat around the bush too much. But uh, I mean, he was in the 28. I mean, you can look this up uh, on Baseball Savant. That's that's where that's where StatCast records all of their metrics. He was in the, the 28th percentile or lower mm -hmm. in almost every major category tracked by StatCast, StatCast last year. Um, you know, some of those key areas where is, is the velocity on his fastball, his strikeout rate, his hard hit percentage, um, you know, just kind of what is your overall confidence level with Madison Bumgarner um, with regards to him proving that last year was an outlier and not the trend? Or do you think that this is just kind of where Madison Bumgarner is heading now? Yeah, I can't. I don't know if I could believe he's as bad as he was last year because I don't think you can understate it. Madison Baumgartner was pretty awful last year, but I don't know if he's that bad. He's definitely in the decline. I think even going back to his last season with the Giants, you could see some decline and he's been in the league for a long time. We can't forget he broke into baseball at 19 years old in 2009. So the dude has a lot of mileage and he's still only 31. So it's not like he's a guy in his mid thirties, but being, you know, breaking into the league in 19, he's got a lot of wear and tear on his body. And as you were saying with his fastball, it was not that effective last year. It was sitting in the upper 80s. It was, I think, on average, it was only about 88 and a half miles per hour. So it, it, he barely touched 90 at all last season. And that was a big issue for Madison Bumgarner. He kind of has to reinvent himself as a pitcher a little bit, go more location and control base because he's just not going to power that fastball by anybody anymore. But I, I'm not too sure if it's over for Madison Bumgarner. I definitely think he's in the decline, but I think he could still have some good baseball left in him. I think we just have to 
re-evaluate our expectations for him and probably have to look at him as more of a number three starter than maybe even a number two starter for this D-back squad. And if he can have a bounce back season, that will be huge for this D-backs team. He's under contract for a few more years and his contract was backloaded. So he's going to make over $20 million over the next two seasons. And I'm definitely worried for Madison Bumgarner because he did not give me a lot of signs of hope last season. But I got to still believe that, you know, the three-time World Series champion uh, can still turn back the clock a little bit. Ryan and I will continue that conversation where I tell him which young player on the D-backs he should be keeping an eye on this season. But first, I want to talk to you guys about rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in a traditional chain storefront. Wine door often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning. And wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brands his warehouse happens to carry. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. Locked on MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. From team-focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest up-and-comers in the game, Locked on MLB Prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all right, all right. Let's continue that conversation between Ryan Latica and I. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that'll be a huge key for for the Diamondbacks' success in the 2021 season, for sure, if Bumgarner can turn this around. Um, and now I kind of want to ask you kind of a similar question to what you asked me earlier um, earlier in this episode. Who's just one guy who's who you're, who you're looking for to take that next step offensively this year? Yeah, I think if you ask a lot of D-backs fans that question, if you pulled them, I think Dalton Varsho would be their main guy. He's one of their top prospects. He played some in 2020. He wasn't that good last year, but it was a weird season. I'm going to just chalk it up to that. He's a, a catcher, and right now it's kind of a log jam because Carson Kelly is still there on the team. He's still catching. Carson Kelly's still only 25, 26 years old, so a little bit of a log jam right now for Dalton Varsho, but a lot of D-backs fans want to see him in the lineup, and the D-backs are going to be patient with him because they want to use Dalton Varsho as a catcher. He was in the outfield last year just because it was a shortened season and they wanted to see what they had in him so they didn't let him uh they they did d-backs didn't care putting him in center field last season but they definitely want to use him as a catcher going forward because that's his natural position and he's an interesting guy he's a catcher who in the minor leagues was a 2020 guy he could get you 25 home runs and steal you 20 bags and that's not something they uh, normally see from a catcher he's got real
real offensive talent, can really hit. He's got the pop, as I mentioned, can swipe you a few bags. So I think D-backs fans want to see Dalton Varsho the most. It's just a matter of if, you know, what happens with the catcher position. Maybe Steven Vogt, the backup catcher for the D-backs, if he gets hurt or if he's just not performing well. Maybe they put Dalton Varsho, you know, maybe they give him his playing time, give a, a – Dalton Varshall, the playing time that Steven Vogt had and see what they have in him because I don't think 2020 was a good indication of Varshall's skill. So I'm hoping he gets more looks and more reps in 2021 and can better prove himself than what he did last season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all really great stuff, Millard. Um, those were kind of all the questions that I had uh, had written out for you um, to kind of preview the Diamondbacks. Um, now I kind of just want to transition maybe into a little bit of the NL West um, in general, uh, for the upcoming 2021 season is maybe we, um, you know, draw this to a little bit of a close here. Um, but what is just kind of your take overall on the arms race between the Dodgers and the Padres we saw transpire these last few months? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just going to be one of the most fun races to watch in baseball right now. I think you have to give the Dodgers the slide edge because I mean, they've been juggernauts in, in the national league the last few years where multiple world series trips winning it last season. I don't think, uh, you know, understate how good the Dodgers have been over the last, you know, half decade or so, but the Padres, they're asleep. I don't even know if they're a sleeping giant anymore. They might be an awake giant. They might be here right now. They've made some great off season moves. We've talked about it. Uh, we've talked about it before you Darvish Blake Snell two Cy Young caliber starters now on this uh, Padres rotation they still got Denelson Lamette still got Chris Paddock they traded for Joe Musgrove so the Padres they loaded up this season and they're ready to go to war with the Dodgers Dodgers they also added an uh, arm in the, uh, the themselves with Trevor Bauer I don't think uh, they signed Trevor Bauer the last time we talked so that's a big move for the Dodgers who were already, you know, stacked with talent. So adding Trevor Bauer to that rotation to, you know, go against the Padres rotation, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be an interesting race to watch. I'm going to have to give the edge to the Dodgers right now, but if you told me the Padres are coming out the NL West, I wouldn't be surprised with that at all. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've mentioned, you know, on my podcast quite a bit, I don't remember if I mentioned it uh, the last time I was on the locked on diamondbacks podcast or not, but uh, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I I'd probably still say the Dodgers, you know, come out of this year on top um, just because, you know, I, I like to see, you know, how these moves, you know, really kind of work out on the field for the Padres, you know, before totally crowning them over, over the Dodgers who have won the division, what, eight or nine straight times at this point. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, just, you know, how do you kind of see the division stacking up one through five this year? Okay. You want me to rank them real quick because I, yeah, 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 let's hear it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'll probably go Dodgers. Number one, I'll probably go Padres. Number two, I'll probably go Giants number three because the Giants were low-key feisty last year I don't like their rotation but something about the Giants they were just pretty feisty last year I had money on them being the worst team in the division last season and they just blew my expectations away so I'm not going to disrespect them this year I'm gonna give them the number three spot for now but I think that could probably change over the course of a 162 season because I'm putting D-backs number four and I think they could definitely be number three no chance they crack the top two though and then sadly I'm gonna put the Rockies number five but if you told me the d-backs finished last i wouldn't be surprised so i think d-backs have finished anywhere between three and five and i'm i'm pretty sure the the, the rockies are going to finish in that four or five spot yeah absolutely and i, I agree i agree with those rankings 100 i got the dodgers and the padres in the top two um in those top two spots you know i have the giants finishing third as well i mean they made you know they made a couple of great signings 
um, this off season, you know, as, as I, uh, as I talked about with Ben uh, last week on our crossover last Wednesday. Um, but, you know, guys like Tommy LaStella, you know, I mean, he's, 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 you know, been maybe, maybe not as, as underrated in recent memory as he has um, in the earlier parts of his career. But I think Tommy LaStella is really going to provide a, a significant boost for that offense. That's been, you know, pretty, pretty average over the last couple of years. And yeah, I have the Diamondbacks finishing fourth, um, you know, they, the, the D-backs, you know, finished a game worse than the Rockies last year, um, you know, and they did, you know, they did make some of those impact signings, like we mentioned um, earlier on in this episode, but uh, you know, I still see the, I still see the Giants finishing in the third place spot. Um, and yeah, you know, I got, I got the Rockies finishing last place in this division in 2021 as well, you know, not just this year, but probably in, in a couple of years to come after this year, we'll have to see kind of how it all plays out with Trevor's story over the course of this year. But uh, yeah, I got the, uh, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants, the D-backs and the Rockies in those uh, one through five spots. Ryan and I will continue that conversation while I tell him what I'm most excited about for the D-back season. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online is you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, I'm watching Caramel Brownie versus Cherry Barcia. And since I'm not a big caramel guy, Cherry Barcia takes the cake. It's a nice, sweet, chocolatey flavor that I absolutely love. Go to BuiltBar.com. Or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember, use that promo code LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Now let's wrap up that conversation between Ryan Latica and I. Okay. Um, but uh, overall, just kind of um, last, last one that I had for you um, for, you know, just kind of the overall, um, who are, you know, what are you just most excited for this year overall? Uh, uh, what am I most excited for? Uh, I don't know. I'm probably most excited for uh, Zach Gallon. Honestly, whenever he's on the mound, he's pretty fun to watch. And he's been a real bright spot for this D-backs team. I think he's been, uh, just blown everyone's expectations away. Honestly, this dude has been one of the best pitchers, honestly, in baseball. That's not understating it. He's been one of the best dudes in baseball since he's broken into the game. He set the major league record for most consecutive starts to begin your career, allowing three earned runs or fewer. It was like 23 consecutive starts. So this guy's been 
dynamite since entering the league. And I want to see if he can do it again over the course of a 162 uh, season because we haven't seen it yet. He was acquired midseason from the Marlins a couple years ago in 2019. We, of course, had the shortened season last year where he did look like a Cy Young caliber pitcher. But I want to see it over the course of a 162 game season. And if he could do that, then the D-backs, we already think this. But if he can do that, then we do have a star and a true ace in this rotation. And that's huge in baseball. You need a number one guy and Zach Allen, if he could solidify that spot this year with uh, another amazing season, then I think that's a big bright spot for this D-backs team. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Zach Allen has been, you know, as you mentioned, he's been tremendous ever since cracking the big league roster with the Diamondbacks. Certainly he's given the Rockies a hard time every time the Rockies match up with him. Um, and so I think that the future is really bright for him for, for sure. Um, but uh, I don't know. Do you have anything that you wanted to uh, ask or close with before uh, we before we sign off here? Yeah, I got one more question for you, Ryan. And it's right, basically what's your what what do you think has to break right? What's the best case scenario? What what you know, all the stars align. What has to happen for the Rockies to make the postseason this year? <laughs> oh, man, uh, I. <laughs> To be honest, I don't I like I I honestly do not see a path toward making the postseason for the Rockies. Like, you know, it's like it's not like honestly, it's not even close for me to even be able to dream up some like perfect scenario where the Rockies make the playoffs. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, there'll be certain factors like, I mean, Ryan McMahon, he strikes out about 30 percent of the time now. He really needs to cut down on his strikeout rate. That's key. That's that's key for Ryan McMahon, especially, you know, as he'll be taking over for Arenado. Um, Nolan now with the Cardinals, but uh, you know, that, that'll be, that'll be one of the biggest keys. And as I mentioned with Brendan Rogers as well, um, you know, just really taking this opportunity and running with it at second base to, you know, finally have that impact in the major leagues that again, we've seen a lot of other players from his draft class already make. Um, and also the really kind of one of the other things that I'll be looking for, for the Rockies this year is, um, their catching situation. Obviously Tony Walters is no longer with the club. Um, they've really liked Tony Walters over, over the last few years. Um, but Tony has never been a, a very great offensive hitter. Um, and you know, with Tony now with the Pittsburgh pirates, um, that opens up, um, time for Elias Diaz and Dom Nunez, who's been one of their uh, bigger catching prospects coming up, um, over the last couple of years, Dom Nunez made his major league debut in 2019. He did not play for the big league club in 2020, but Dom Nunez, he socked a couple homers in 2019. Um, I mean, he's had a pretty, pretty decent spring up to this point. Um, you know, he's, he's had some big hits for the Rockies, um, over the course of their first week of the spring. Uh, so, you know, looking out for the catching situation as well. Um, the Rockies would certainly love to get a little bit more offensive production from their catchers, um, you know, especially, you know, with guys like Tony Walters and Chris Iannetta, who have been, you know, part, uh, you know, really kind of the mainstay uh, in the in the at the catcher position for the Rockies um, over the last couple of years. Um, obviously, Tony Walters claim to fame was his defense. Um, and he, you know, he had been, you know, pretty good defensively, but uh, you got virtually no offense from Tony Walters. And so, um, you know, it would really help the Rockies to get a little bit of a boost offensively behind the plate, turning to uh, maybe one of the one of their younger prospects who's looking to make a big impact. Yeah, and hopefully the next time we catch up, Brian, uh, our two teams aren't battling for last place. But that looks like it's going to be the end of this Locked On crossover edition. Diamondbacks times Rockies. I'm Miller Thomas of the Locked On Diamondbacks, and you are. I'm Ryan Latica of Locked On Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> what an awkward transition and ending, but it's okay. That's it for this edition of the Locked On crossover Rockies times D-backs. 
Ryan, thanks for catching up with me. Glad to hear uh, the Rockies are in some misery, just like the D-backs fans are. All right. Well, that's a weird thing to be happy about, but uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, uh, we'll wallow in our sorrows together. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ryan. And I'll catch up with you next time. All right. See you, Miller. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. And remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or just Google Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. As always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!